Join us and 1,200 plus other investors at the premier event for commercial real estate pros at the 2024 Best Ever Conference in Salt Lake City, Utah. Get exclusive economic insights from top industry economists, learn actionable strategies to scale your business, expand your network, and discover new investment opportunities. Use our exclusive promo code SPBEC24 to save 10% on your ticket. Visit www.besteverconference.com to learn more. Welcome to the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. Have you ever wondered how people succeed in real estate and what steps they took to get there? If so, this podcast is for you. Your hosts, Sayla and Eileen Prack, interview top experts in the real estate community to share with you their real estate journey and how they achieved massive success. Our goal is to provide you with valuable real estate resources and to help you apply it to your own real estate goals. Thank you, everyone, for joining today's episode of How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. I am your host, Sayla Prack. Today, I am honored to be joined by Jason Berlin. Jason is the real estate private lender based in Columbia, Maryland. He has co-founded his company, Hard Money Bankers, in 2007. He has been involved in many aspects of real estate investing, mortgage banking, and flipping houses. But after starting Hard Money Bankers, he was hooked on private lending. He spends the majority of his time running hard money bankers while helping real estate investors leverage his company's capital to do more deals and helping other hard money lenders grow their own lending portfolios. So Jason, thank you so much for spending time with me today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Looking forward to this. All right. So we're going to learn a lot about hard money lending and the process and everything else. But before then, so Jason, can you tell our listener a little bit more about yourself and how did you get started with real estate? Sure, absolutely. So I started our company, Hard Money Bankers, about 16 years ago, 2007. One might think, hey, that was an awful time to start a lending company that you had to go out and raise capital and things were crashing and things like that. And I was naive. I didn't know, but it obviously worked out for the best. A few years earlier, I was flipping some houses, owned some rental properties. I was working in a mortgage company for a guy that was doing private lending. And hard money lending. I didn't know what that was at the time, but I kind of learned it that way, which was interesting. So then when my business partner, Chris Hatton, and I wanted to start a business, we felt that private lending and hard money lending was great. You know, We were never great operators of real estate in general. We always felt that was kind of a lot of work and we felt that we liked the lending side of it. So yeah, 2007, we started Hard Money Bankers. So it's been a 16-year run and we've been having a lot of fun. Wow, that's awesome. So we I have a lot of questions regarding like how you start lending companies and also somebody wanted to start the same company like you or wanted to do the same thing like you, what would they do and all that. But before then, I want to learn more about your company, how money bankers. So how does the process work? I mean, if somebody wanted to borrow some some funds from you, what type of asset class are you focusing on to lending it out? Yeah, so typically uh, about 75, 80% of our loans are single family houses, condos, townhouses, things like that for real estate investors that are doing fix and flips, maybe buying a rental property, maybe they need some capital on investment real estate property they have. And then the other 20, 25% are all kind of commercial assets. So multifamily, office, self storage, uh, retail, mixed use, things like that, kind of either bridge loans or purchase. Most hard money lenders, including ourselves, 
deploy shorter term capital. So you kind of get in and out. And in essence, on the commercial assets, it gives them the ability to acquire a property in a few weeks instead of a few months, like if they're going to a bank or an institutional backed capital source. So they'll come, they'll utilize our capital until they get the property stabilized, and then they get cheaper, longer term capital from a bank after the fact. Got it. And how does the process work for with you guys? So when somebody wanted to go, uh, you know, collect bottles, the fund from your company, how does the process work? They filling out the applications and what is there any fee involved in it? And how do you guys calculating the loan to value or repair after repair values and all that? Good question. So we're a little bit different than other folks. I mean, we've been lending personal money, company money, and some friends and family capital. So we don't take on institutional back capital or anything like that. So we make all the decisions. We do all the underwriting. Everything's done in-house. We service all of our loans in-house. So we can be pretty creative to figure out if there's a deal to be had there. We don't have to ask permission from anybody else, which makes our life a little bit easier. So everything we do is pretty simple. Typically involves either usually like a phone call up front just to get a good understanding of what our borrower and what our clients looking for, because there's no point for them to make an application, pull credits and term sheets out or anything like that, if it's just not a project that we're able to help them with. So and usually, depending on the project, could just be a few minute phone call, 10 minute phone call, whatever it is, like, let's learn about what you're trying to do. And let's see if that's something that that works inside our operation. And if it does, then we move down a little bit and they have it under contract, we'll get the purchase contract, we'll get some LLC docs, We don't do formal appraisals typically. We do in-house inspections. So we don't typically get tax returns and bank statements and stuff that might a traditional lender work would need. We get what we believe is necessary to make an underwriting decision, but we're not asking for additional documents that are just kind of a waste of time. If it's a rental property, we will get a lease, a scope of work if there's a construction mm-hmm. component on it. Obviously, if it's a commercial project, that's a little bit more detailed because we'll have to do some sort of environmental and maybe even an an income approach valuation. The beauty of using like a hard money lender in general, and hopefully if you're using a hard money lender, they also kind of follow these principles, but time is of the essence. And most projects have to close pretty darn quickly. And like we have a service provider that we can do what we call is like a desk review environmental study, Mm -hmm. which only takes three business days. And in essence, it lets us know if there's any red flags on the property site before going out to order a full phase one environmental. So they're like $500 instead of a phase one, which is in the $2,000 range. Mm -hmm. And they take three days instead of weeks or months to do. So usually we can determine if on a commercial project, if that site's even, if it needs any further studies. So we have vendors that help us on the commercial side to do some of that. And I know this might sound crazy, but on like the residential side, like we can do deals in a day in 24-hour time period. You know, we know a lot of the areas that we lend in pretty well, got a lot of market share in those neighborhoods. We've done a lot of loans in the areas that we lend in. So if it has to close tomorrow and title works clean, we can usually get our inspector to go out to the property the next day or one of our inspectors or that same day, get everything prepped. And that's not... It happens all that often, but every once in a while, a deal falls apart at the closing table and the lender doesn't provide the funds or something and we can come in and kind of save the deal. So that's always a good thing. In our space, we typically lend out around 12.99% interest rate and three points. And it's short-term capital. It's one-year capital. So time is money, right? If you can get in and out of the loan pretty quickly, it's not all that expensive. If it takes you a full year, it's going to cost you 16%. So $16,000 for every $100,000 you borrow. 
between the 1299 interest rate and the three points. So that's $16,000 annualized. If you get out of it in six months, it's only going to cost $8,000 for that capital between the points and the interest rate. So mm-hmm. you can do the math kind of on that. And there's a time and a place for hard money. You know, Most of the real estate investors we work with, they have access to banks, HELOCs, their own cash, other private investors, our hard money, stuff like that. And depending on what type of real estate transaction and project you're doing, what your timeline is, what your budget is, is usually the best way to determine what type of capital is best for you in that particular project. Got it. Got it. That makes sense. And thank you so much for getting into the interest rates and all that as well. You know, like the appraisals and the surveys. Uh, that, that were all the questions that I wanted to ask for you as well. But thank you for going in, into detail on that process. In terms of the state, you mentioned about the states that you guys knowing the market, some of the market that you usually lend out. So what are the states that you guys are focusing on? So... We actually lend in most states, but our main focus and the criteria changes. So I'm in the state of Maryland. I have an office here in Maryland. We have an office in Philadelphia, New Jersey, and North Carolina. I have business partners and operators that run those offices. So North Carolina, Virginia, Maryland, D.C., Pennsylvania, Delaware, New Jersey, those are all of our core markets where we have offices. And in any of those markets, we can... Like I said, we can do loan in a, in a day. You know, most of the loans borrower needs to close in about a week, give or take, and that's no problem. We can take care of that. In other states, typically the time frame is a little bit longer. When I say longer, like two weeks, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's not super long. Yeah. And locally, we lend up to like a sixty-five percent of the after repair value. We want to make sure there's thirty-five percent equity cushion. And in nationwide stuff, we lend closer to fifty percent. We're a little bit more conservative out of market, out of footprint, but we still do lots of lending in other markets and other states, but we're just a little bit more conservative and the time frame takes a little bit longer. Got it. In terms of the renovation costs, do you guys fund the renovation costs at all? Yeah, usually what we do locally is up to 80% of the purchase price, and this is residential, but up to 80% of the purchase price and 100% of the construction costs. Mm. Yeah, so we'll fund 100% of the construction and then borrower usually puts 20% down. That's in our local market. We adjust slightly at a state deal by deal. Mm-hmm. Got it. And in terms of the process of the distributing the fund for renovation, how does your process work? Is this all at once or do you actually like distribute it based on, based on timeline or based on like a completion of the project, uh, step by step? How, how does that work? We love hosting this show. When we started this podcast, we were doing all the editing and post-production ourselves. Now, we are very excited to have this particular company as a partner of the show to do all the post-production for us because it gives us the freedom to focus on the two things we care about, serving you, our listener, at a higher level and growing our own multifamily business. If you are like Sayla and me, then you want to add value to others while scaling your business. A podcast is the best way to do both, and we invite you to contact Adam Adams. He can help you launch your podcast, market your show for more listeners, and take all the post-production off your plate so you can focus on your business instead of in it. Listeners of this show can get a free consultation with Adam. To schedule your free consultation, find the link in the show notes. Yeah, so we reimburse as the work's getting completed. So the developer, the real estate investor would start the work out of pocket. Let's say they do the roof and they do some demo and maybe some other interior stuff and they ask for a request of $10,000. We'll send our inspector out, which I have out of state. I don't have on staff, but I have vendors with the expectation that it has to they have to be out there the next day or two mm-hmm. because this type of business you got to move quick on, which is one of the reasons our clients continue to use us. 
And so, and then we, we can reimburse the funds. So it's usually the reason lenders do reimbursements and they reimburse on completed work is they're basing it off of the after repair value, the completed value, not the as is value. And by doing that, you need the work to be completed. So right. the property value increases. Got it. So James, can you give our listeners an overview a little bit about like an example of payment terms? How does it look like for someone who borrows from your companies and what are some of the terms look like? Yeah, so at a 12.99 interest rate, your monthly payment's $1,083 for every $100,000 you borrow. That's mm-hmm. usually the easiest way to say it. So a little over $1,000 for every $100,000 you borrow for however long as you have it. If you need $100,000, month one, $82. Month two, another $1,000 until you pay the loan off. And related to that, the interest accrues in arrears just like a regular home mortgage. So if we close, let's say in like the month of July, right? You skip the month of August and then your first payment September 1st. And your September 1st payment is your August 1st through August 30th, August 31st, I guess, interest payment, interest. So just like a home mortgage. Got it. Got it. Okay. Uh, thank you so much for giving the example of that one. So I want to jump in into another question for if somebody wanted to start a company like you, will become a private lender, right? What are some of the things that they or steps that they must do so that they don't get themselves in trouble? Sure. So in any kind of real estate transaction, there's typically three sides. There's the deal. You know, you have to have access to the deal. You need to have access to capital and you need to know how to structure it, the no education side of it. And that's the same thing with private lending. So as a private lender, you need access to deals. What I mean by deals is real estate investor borrowers that want money to buy properties, Mm -hmm. commercial property owners that need bridge loans or they need capital buildings. So that's that side. You need access to capital. It can be your own capital or it can be someone else's capital. You can go out and you can go raise capital for private investors that want to make a good high rate of return on their money. And then you also need you know how the education, we actually have an education platform called hardmoneymastermind.com. Mm-hmm. And that's free platform that helps hard money lenders and private lenders, you know, run and learn and create their own lending company. Got it. And then so those are the three things, right? So you have to have access to deal, you have to have access to capitals, and also you have to know how to structure, you know. That's the- right. Itself. So uh, let's break them down. So to have access to the deals, what are some of the things that you and your companies are doing in order, to, uh, you know, making sure that you receive the best deals as possible? Marketing, marketing to find deals online and offline every day. It's got to be a full time job to find opportunities. Just like if you're a real estate investor and you need to find deals to flip or to acquire as rental properties. Everyday marketing through social channels, through podcasts similar mm-hmm. to this. Google AdWords, Facebook, Facebook ads, anything digital you can kind of get your can do search engine optimization on your websites. Mm-hmm. Again, it's kind of a daunting task, but you got to start somewhere mm-hmm. and you work your way up as you grow and as you have a bigger budget. Offline stuff is meetup groups, old school real estate investment groups. Mm-hmm. Those are always great ways to be in front of real estate investors. Anywhere that you can be in front of real estate investors mm-hmm. or property owners, that's in essence you want to be speaking at events, networking at events, going to auctions, anywhere where real estate investors are regularly over and over and over. Thank you for sharing all that tips and suggestions. And the next one is, of course, have access to capital. You mentioned earlier, like you can sure. raise capital as well. So yep. what are some of the things that like be making sure that you offer to your investors, someone who wanted to invest with you? What are some of the things that you structure so making sure that it's a win-win situation for yourself, for the borrowers, and also for your investors? 
Yeah, I mean, typically you want your capital investors, you need it to be a win-win on both sides. You need to make sure you're protecting their capital, they're getting a high enough rate of return to make it worth their while, and you're running point on the transaction and making sure you're doing everything ethically, legally, and honestly, the right way. And on our end, we've always thrived on finding good deals, good opportunities all the time, so that when we pass them to like our co-lenders or our capital investors, whoever you want to state it, they have good opportunities to invest in. They have mm-hmm. good opportunities to invest in and they're getting high enough interest rate return that it's worth them being an investor in the transaction. Got it. And then is there anything from a legal standpoint that you are doing to protect your company also protecting the investors? Or is there any collateral that you needed from the borrowers and making sure that yeah. you know if things go south, your investors sure, are sure. still protected? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we obviously do formal loan documents, deeds of trust and mortgages, promissory notes, guarantee agreements, assignments of rents and leases. I mean, we have a 70 page loan doc set that our borrowers are signing that if we have capital investors involved, more co lending with them, they're involved in that as well. And then obviously, we do all proper due diligence on the front end mm-hmm. with our borrower clients and collecting all the, the information, relevant data. You know, to make a good underwriting decision to make sure it's a good loan to write. Got it. And also, if you're lending it out at 12.9%, right, and then your investors is coming in, you're giving them like 10% or something like that, right? So basically, that's Correct. a really good return. So does that mean, so for the period of the borrowing or the use of their money, they're getting it as a cash flow, and then after that, they will receive the returns of capital back? Or how does that work? Yeah, typically... They want to be co-lend with us into a deal. And, you know, typically we put up money as well. Okay. In a lot of these deals, if they want to be involved and be a co-lender on them, they'll get monthly pay. In essence, they act as the lender. So they're getting monthly payments as the borrower is making monthly payments. And then on the back end, when the loan pays off, they would get their capital back and they want to be involved in another deal in the future. Then we can have a conversation about that as well. Got it. And finally, is the Hot Money's Mastermind. Tell us a little bit about that. And if somebody wanted to join the Mastermind and how's the process look like, just give us an overview of that. Sure. So it's a community of private lenders and hard money lenders throughout the United States, about 1,200 lenders at this point. The purpose of it and the purpose of the community is all of us to grow collectively, to help out, share experiences, share resources, learn from each other, maybe share deals, maybe even share capital which has happened in the past from each other. When we started this business, there was nobody to teach us it or to show us the ropes. I mean, yeah, early on, I knew a guy that was lending some private money on his own, but it was kind of informal and I didn't really know. And this day and age, a lot of the capital is institutional backed, And a lot of these companies are just selling these things after the fact to institutional lenders. That's not what we do. I mean, we service everything in-house. And the purpose of this community is to kind of talk through how it's done And there's lots of different ways that skin a cat, right? There's tons of different ways that you can do this business. Some folks in the mastermind group have a lot of their own personal capital, and they just want to learn how to responsibly deploy it. Others might want to start a big hard money lending company, and they're looking to raise capital and find Mm -hmm. deals and do things and partner with stuff like that. So it's been a community that we've grown over the last few years has gone a long way. It's a free community to learn from. There are some paid additions If somebody chooses, they don't necessarily need to, but if they want to, like we do monthly group calls, we've done one-on-one consulting before, we actually have a in-person mastermind group that meets twice a year. So there are some additional added things if you want to take your lending company to the next level you can do, but the core group is a free group. 
And it's a free community where people are in there every day sharing. That's awesome. Thank you so much for all you do, giving out like a free education. It's really amazing to share your secrets with our listeners and everybody out there who wanted to become a hard money lenders as well. And my other questions that I have for you, Jason, I know you don't have the crystal ball. In 2022, 2023, the market has been really choppy, up and down. For the second half of 2023 and potentially for 2024, what do you see in terms of private money lending business? How do you see it's going? I would guess probably the same as it's been. I thought the markets would be changing multiple times over the last few years, and it really hasn't that much. And I think it depends on what part of the country you live in. But the areas that we operate and lend in have been pretty static. They've kind of been the same, maybe even still increasing in value. So I think that probably stay status quo. I don't know if I necessarily wanted to. I would like for there to be some sort of dip and correction in the market. I think affordability is very challenging for a lot of folks to buy properties. I think things are way overpriced on stuff, especially in bigger markets, both stuff West Coast, stuff on the East Coast, but Mm -hmm. can't control any of that stuff. We can just adapt. And I think it's just important for real estate investors, listeners, watchers to stay lean and be able to adapt as necessary because changes happen. And when they happen, it happens before you even realize it, then you're too late. So make sure you always have the ability. If it's a real estate project you're in the middle of, make sure you can get in and out of these things as quick as possible, have backup plans and things like that. Awesome. Jason, is there anything else regarding private money lendings that you would like to share with our listeners that I haven't asked? I don't think so. I mean, I'm definitely passionate about the business and the industry. It's something that I practice every day. But no, I think we summed it up pretty well. (laughs) That's awesome. Jason, thank you so much for spending time with me today on the podcast. So if our listener wanted to find out more about your company, reaching out to you, learning more how to work with you or invest with you, where can they go? So my main company website is hardmoneybankers.com. Hardmoneybankers.com, our mastermind group is hardmoneymastermind.com. And my email is just jason at hardmoneybankers.com. And anywhere Hard Money Bankers, you'll be able to find us. We're pretty active on social. Awesome. Jason, thank you again for spending time with me and teaching us about private money lending. We appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And thank you for listening to our podcast today, brought to you by Bonavest Capital. We would really appreciate it if you can go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. Also, please don't forget to subscribe so you can always get the latest episodes. You can also connect with us on Facebook, How Did They Do It Real Estate? We'd love to hear your feedback and any topics that you're interested in for future episodes. If you're anything like Zayla and me and believe that real estate investing is a great way to create passive income and build long-term wealth, check out our free apartment syndication due diligence checklist for passive investors at bonavestcapital.com forward slash checklist. Zayla and I created this checklist for ourselves as we evaluated different multifamily syndication opportunities as a passive investor. So we would love to share it with you so you can use it as a resource as well. Download your free copy today at bonavestcapital.com forward slash checklist. Lastly, to learn more about us, you can go to bonavestcapital.com and fill out the contact us page so you can speak to us directly. Nothing on the show should be considered as specific personal advice. Please consult your legal, tax, and real estate professionals for individualized advice.